0: Hey, hello, everybody, this is Jeff Reinbold. We are here at the second segment of this show, our post-Christmas show, and uh, some big football. We're gonna talk about it with you, our fans, as we always do each week live, me and my partner, Michael McQuaid, from Pro Football Ireland. We are brought to you by 888-SPORT, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and the UK. Michael, what a -A 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 week of football.
1: Jeff, Merry Christmas again. Great great week of football. Just want to say first off, for people listening to this on the Wednesday, uh, we're just under a month out now from Jeff coming to Galway, first night of the tour. and um, the night after that in Cork is completely sold out, so there's 40 odd going to Galway already, out of about 70 or 80 tops. If you do want to go to Galway, L A N K T R dot E slash NFL Ireland or slash rainbow. Um it's coming in and fast, and we're, you know, obviously really, really excited. And I also want to say, Jeff. Mike. I hope you realize how much you're gonna be missed on TV.
0: And well, I mean it before we I, get into that before we get into all that stuff, I want I got you gotta help me here. All right? Because I have become like maybe the biggest pogues fan in Hawaii right now. Really? Oh like like seriously. Fairy tale in New York might be the best song ever written, right? Now, but I got a question. I got to, you, you got to help me here, right? What, can you sing me a little bit or whistle or hum, or if anybody's out there that can help me with this, the song Galway Bay that they referred to in that Pogue song, the NYPD choir was singing Galway Bay. Is there such a song like, or is it just a line? in Yeah, I got to know this. Um,
1: I will find out, I feel like, you know, I'm not I'm not from Galway, but I have to say, you'll love it, even if you do arrive at 5am, and we're not panicking about that <laughs> whatsoever off, off camera, because for people wondering, uh, not to tell everyone people's news, but, you know, Jeff, somebody you know very well, was on a similar flight and came in late, so we're hoping that it all goes to plan, and we'll say a few, a few <laughs> quick prayers on that, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I'll let you know it it's a great song, but I do want to say it because I think it needs to be said. Um I watched I watched Red Zone on Sunday for the first window. Sorry, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry, man. But I watched sure, the Miami Dallas game on Sky afterwards. And just really enjoyed the sort of the comeback between all of you on screen. Um I was at my in-laws on Christmas Day, it was on mute. Well, I seen you in that snazzy blazer, man. I've seen Phoebe's snazzy shoes as well. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll echo what Hannah said at the end. I, you'll definitely be missed. So I hope, I hope you've enjoyed the last few weeks. But yeah, I know just from people texting me, tweeting me, tweeting you as well, saying certain things. You will, you will be missed. So um, next year can't come quickly enough, Jeff.
0: It can well, I think What really can't come quickly enough is us getting to Ireland, doing our eight days in Ireland, and then heading for. You know where we're going. Cork, no. After Cork? the eight days in Ireland, bro. Dublin Airport. To go Vegas. So Vegas. We're this getting married. This, ve- <laughs> no. this will be two years in a row. We've gone to the Super Bowl together. I can't. What's better than that?
1: Do you know what? There's there there's nothing better than that. And I, you know, we're, we're gonna find out very quickly what's going on this week. So very, very excited. I'm just gonna sit there and say nothing to what happens. Um. And f- thank you for all your help and just all your support, Jeff. I mean, it's, it's definitely been great fun watching you on
0: TV. And, um, I look forward to seeing it again very soon. And well, that, I, I appreciate that, man. Let's get to the questions with these, with our fans and, you know, see what kind of football we can talk right here. We've, so we, we've got two or three questions, but
1: I want to talk around a few different sort of narratives first, just from the weekend. If, if you're okay with that, it's, yeah. it's just because it's Christmas. Um, we are now entering week 17 and week 18 and we'll do our weekly, if Jeff's allowed to, we'll do our weekly, I'm joking Jeff, weekly picks episode at some point this week to give our picks. Jeff, you mentioned a bit about Mahomes there. What was your thoughts on just, you know, from watching that yesterday and being in the studio with Sky and seeing it in depth, how, how concerned are you at the Chiefs offense at the moment in terms of its productivity and the fact that it just didn't get over the line yesterday but then also on the flip side and it's important because it's your team as well the job that pierce has done with our raiders team to, like for, a, for any team to go in doesn't matter who you are for anything to go into arrowhead and win but to win in that fashion for that defense to stop to, to stop the chiefs like that regardless of who they have that was a great performance but so many mistakes from Mahomes,
0: jeff like well okay which do you want do you want the positive first or the negative first I'm easy <laughs> okay well, I'm gonna go with the negative first then, and then we'll finish on the positive note the chiefs struggling is endemic of a deeper problem inside that team I'm just going to say that as a guy who's done this for a long time and coached a lot of football teams and been in a lot of locker rooms and understand team dynamics when you see this this is this one really was what it put me you know into this Mindset. It's late in the first half. You talk about situational football, thinking ahead in the game. What what's available to you as a football team? Well, you know, what do you need to do to finish the half out correctly? And all that stuff. So they don't have success on a drive, and Kelsey comes over to the sideline, takes his helmet off, and spikes it into the ground. Right. And Andy had had enough at that point with all the demonstrations and the screaming and yelling on the sidelines, and his quarterback dog cussing his offensive line and all of it, which you saw on TV. So he goes over to the equipment man and tells the equipment man to take his helmet and put it away so he can't go on the field. So now the chiefs go into two minute, the two minute drill at the end of the half and they need to get something positive at the end of the half. And the quarterback comes off the field and goes to the head coach and goes, where in the F, is kelsey right well andy had put him in time out because of his temper tantrum right and so now pat it goes past the head coach and tells kelsey to get his helmet so the equipment guy is standing there doesn't know what to freaking do like this is this It's really sad we really didn't address this in the game on TV, like for what it really was. So now that equipment guy was there. This is the same guy that was there when I was there in 2001, right? So he's been through a lot of football games. He's not a dumb shit. He's not, he knows what, you know, how important this is, right? But he did what his head coach told him to do, right? So he puts Travis's helmet away. Mahomes comes over and goes, What the fuck is Kelsey? Excuse my language. What the heck is Kelsey not doing on the field? I need him because I got nobody else out here who can catch the football other than Rasheed Rice, right? And Kelsey's standing there like, "Well, Andy told me I can't play," All right? So now we got a con. Now we got the three biggest heads on the team, right? Three of the four. I give Chris Jones in there too, right? All are in a in a pissing contest about Kelsey not being on the field. So Andy tells the equipment man to go get his helmet. He goes, runs and gets his helmet, gives it to Kelsey. Kelsey goes back, and then Andy bumps Kelsey on his way onto the field. So if you think that's not dysfunctional behavior, you got to think again. That's not team football behavior. How many times does Pat Mahomes' body language tells you how frustrated he is because there's nobody, he gets into scramble mode, and how many, and again, same thing, think about this Kansas City football team. When Pat Mahomes got into scramble mode, were they more dangerous or less dangerous than when he was in the pocket? I would tell you they're more dangerous because that's when the huge plays used to come, right? Whether it was Juju Schuster or whether it was Tyreek Hill or there was Nicole Hardiman or you know whoever it was back in the day, right? And now the Raiders are playing coverage against him and not giving him easy throws, and the offensive line can't protect. He's running around, and and I'm telling you, they could cut Valdez Scanling tomorrow, and they could cut... Uh, oh, shoot, I can't even think of his name now. um 19. I'm not... 20. Yeah, Kadarius Tony, they could they could cut those guys tomorrow and be a better football team, because all they did was just stand around and watch. Pat's running around for his life, and they're standing around watching, like spectating. Right? You're getting paid. Those guys are making two hundred thousand dollars. I'll bet you a game to stand around and watch. Tony, at one point, excuse me, uh, Valdez Gambling, at one point in a scramble drill drags his defensive back right to the to where Pat wants to throw the ball and the ball gets picked and if the guy doesn't drop it on the as it hits the ground they give up another I mean they give up another short field that's not on Pat that's on a receiver that doesn't do his job they are awful not bad awful in attention to detail awful in assignments they lined up they lined up how many times they line up wrong again Illegal formation, right? So, at some point, you got to tell you got to tell the truth, and the truth is they're not very good on offense right now. They got the best, or I, I won't, let me let me just rephrase: top that. five defense. They got a top five defense, and they got a top five quarterback, right? And that's what they have: a top five defense and a top five quarterback, and they're. They have now eight times. What are we in? They've played 15 games, right? Eight of 15, more than half the times the Kansas City Chiefs have gone on the field in a National Football League. Their offense has scored less than 20 points. Chew on that one for a while, right? More than half of the time... You have the best quarterback in football, right? And you go out and you can't score 20 points. Shocking. It is shocking. And, and you know, are they good enough to win the Super Bowl? Yes. When they get back to being the Kansas City Chiefs and stop being whoever this is, right? They
1: need to win one or tie one of their games in the last two weeks to win the West. It's extremely like it's going to happen. But, you know, I
0: mean, just... but but they're playing a bunch of tomato cans down the stretch, right?
1: They've got the Broncos, I think, in week... I want to say week 18? I could be wrong. See, the Raiders. But obviously, the last week of the season is all the divisional matchups. Jeff, just before we get two questions, very quickly, was there anything else just from that week that you've seen? For me, obviously, the Jets-Commanders game was hysterical towards the end. It was the most Jets thing I've ever seen in my life. Cedars getting the win over the Bengals, dominant in the first half. Really enjoyed how sort of flexible Matthew Stafford was for the Rams on Thursday night football. And I guess to give him a bit of credit as well, the Bucks, man.
0: Baker's balling. Baker's balling. I thought thought there were big wins in the weekend by the Browns, right? That was a huge win. I I thought there were a big win, obviously, by the Lions to win the division thought it was a huge win by Tampa Bay, right? So those three teams, I thought, really, really did themselves right. Obviously, the Texans didn't play very good. Um, The Colts didn't play very good. The Jacksonville Jaguars had a chance to step up. They didn't step up. Um, You know, you're starting to really see how these teams kind of separate themselves. The Cowboys had another chance. They didn't get it done you know they didn't bounce back from that what happened to them in buffalo the bills did right that was a trap game going out to the chargers in a game everybody thinks you're going to win and you know the chargers are just going to lay over. the chargers are playing for their jobs and you saw that on defense right mm. so, you know i thought that i thought that that was huge for the bills to come back and put it on josh allen's shoulders and let him you know basically win it for you in the in the second half um you know you, you go around the league and and the Bears won again, which the, the that's a very bear thing to do, right? Now you're gonna what are you gonna do with your quarterback? Is that the guy you're gonna keep for the next foreseeable f- future? And spent him... spend two months, Jeff, talking with him, were you on this yeah, podcast? And you're gonna give him you're gonna give him a big contract, and then what? You know, you keep winning games, you're gonna draft lower, right? I mean, it's it's you know the the same thing. The Vikings are the Vikings now, right? I think. We start to see now that somebody in the East, whether it's the Cowboys or the Eagles, and I think it's going to be the Cowboys, will get one of the wild wildcard bids. And then what's going to happen between Seattle and the Rams? Right? I'm I'm betting, I'm betting on the Rams because I think the Rams with Matt Stafford, like you said, Mike, and that was a really good point. Stafford's really in shape right now. He's in, he's healthy. He's making incredible throws. Pook is fantastic as well. Yeah, Just no question. They, those guys are. And Cooper's going to give you what Cooper's going to give you, right? And now, when is you know when are they going to get their tight end back? That's a question. But as long as you got Matt Stafford, you got a chance. Right. We're going to end the show on
1: this. Thank you for doing this tonight, Jeff. <laughs> uh, Simon Povney from Newbury in England. You're gonna love this question. I'm, I'm just gonna say no. He's not Simon. Is Trevor Lawrence overrated? No, he's just injured. And as we've come on, as we come on and record tonight, the Jags have signed Matt Barkley to the active
0: roster. In the last, you know, time it's really time. interesting watching what's happening with the Jags right now. The Jags have had a kid around all season. He's been up and on, off the, on and off the roster a couple times a young Canadian quarterback that played in the CFL, a kid named Nathan Rourke. And you can only waive a guy, then put him on a practice roster a certain number of times. And so they waived him and tried to put him on the practice roster. But when they exposed him to waivers, two teams in the league picked him up and the Patriots, because they had waiver priority, which means they had the worst record. They, he was awarded to the Patriots. Well now they go out and they sign Matt Barkley. What is Matt Barkley going to give you? Right? We've seen enough Matt Barkley. And I'm I'm really and and the Jags still have in my opinion the easiest road or the most advantageous road to the playoffs, but he's not playing well. They're not playing well. The defense defense isn't playing well. And you're on a what is it, four-game losing streak now? As you're as you're heading into the last two weeks of the season, that's not where you want to be. So I, if you're a Jags fan, you got to be concerned. And feel free to shout at me here in your coaching element.
1: The first thing came to my head was, well, if he's not fit and you're looking at a long-term strategy, yes, yeah, you've got eight wins and you play some great football, but of course you're on a losing run. If he's not fully fit and he's not going to be fully fit for the next three weeks, shut him down to be fully fit and see what you have over the last two weeks of the season and go from there. And if you get... To the playoffs, go from there. It just feels like they're mortgaging long-term health. Over
0: yeah. well, that's you know, was, they were that's, awful that's, on Sunday. That, that's a decision they're going to have to make because his shoulder is hurts too, right? You you saw in the game, he went down on his shoulder, came came back, tried to throw a ball, couldn't throw the ball, winced, walked off the field with his arm down. Those are not good signs, right? And I think probably when then they go sign Barkley, that's probably telling you something and you know, they really have a difficult situation on their hands right now because Barkley, how long, how fast is Barkley going to learn the offense, right? You had a kid in, you had a kid who played extremely well for you in preseason, right? You go back and watch Nathan Rourke in preseason, right? And he's in your team, he's He's in your meetings, He's he works with the receivers. I mean, and you let him go over a procedural thing, and now you're forced to go out and sign a guy Matt Barkley off the street, who, when Matt Barkley was at his best, wasn't good enough.
1: Right. Final question before we hand both of ourselves back to our significant lovers, Jeff, for a bit more of the festive week. Um, from Jarliff McIlvana in a lovely place called Killyleven. Jarliff wants to know. Thanks, Jarliff, for your question. Nick Mullins sticker
0: twist. <laughs> Nick that, Mullins is Nick Mullins. Nick, Nick Mullins is Nick Mullins. He's a backup. He's a better than average backup, I think. And this experience of being a starter will help him grow. See, here's the thing, too, Mike. With teams like this, and we talked about this last night in relation to what it means for a Tommy DeVito, what it means for like, the Giants are trying to win the game last night, right? I get it, right? But Tyrod Taylor is going to be Tyrod Taylor forever. Tyrod Taylor's a guy that's got ability. He'll make some plays, and then he'll miss two easy throws like he did last night. He could have hit Saquon for a touchdown. He could have hit the tight end, you know, for a significant game, maybe a touchdown. Then he throws that long ball for a touchdown. So everybody gets excited about Tyrod Taylor. Shit, I can show you Tyrod Taylor tape for 12 years or however long he's been in national football. He's the same guy. He ain't changing. If you think DeVito has a chance to be your guy at some point or to be a good backup, you got to play him, in my opinion. Because what difference does it make? You want to beat the Eagles? Yeah, everybody wants to win. I get it. It's a a win-based business. But decisions have to be made for the long-term health of your organization. Right. And here's the other thing, Mike, that again, same thing. People don't know. They don't know. There's one less preseason game every year. So when is your backup quarterback going to get meaningful reps? Right. So right now, Tommy DeVito, if you think he has a chance and obviously you sat down Tyrod Taylor for him, right, then you got to let him play through this. That's what I think is really great about what's going on with the Raiders. The Raiders threw 48 yards in that game and beat the Chiefs, right? But what was important is that every snap Aiden McConnell was out or O'Connell was out on the field, right? He's learning how to be an NFL quarterback, how to close out a game, how to protect the ball, how to do all those little things, right? If he's standing on the sideline, When's he going to get better? When's he going to learn? Because the Raiders are in that same boat. You think Garoppolo is going to be around there next year? Hell no. Right? So now, what do you think Aiden O'Connell is? Well, I can tell you right now, with – and you can't – this is – this is you can't – you can't uh, argue against this. He's good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs because he did it. Now, he threw for 48 yards but that's what it took to win the game, right? And in the almighty words of... (laughs) Like one of my favorite Jets coaches of all time, Herman Edwards, you play to win the game, right? You don't play to win the stats. You play to win the game, right? Now, does Aiden O'Connell got get better? Yeah, a lot of things. But I also saw a kid who reads the blitz and puts the ball where it's supposed to go. I saw a kid that had the courage to make a back shoulder fade throw to Devontae Adams that Devontae Adams dropped. I saw him hit a slant against man coverage on an option route. And it wasn't, you know, it was a throw that he should have taken some off of, but he knew where to go with the ball. Those are all positive things. He's not going to show you that standing on the sideline
1: you are almost motivating there as dan campbell i i, I mean in a good way and um, one final one word answer before we go here brown's jets Thursday night football final Thursday Night football of the season as i start crying i can't tell you how happy and i'm now i'm gonna have a, fair, a sleeping sleep
0: in night for the next nine months i hope yeah. let me see, here's here's my hope on thursday night football i hope joe flacco goes into new york and throws for 500 yards and five touchdowns against the jets <laughs> I'm serious. The Jets didn't want him. He wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough. I agree. And look at him now. Like this is like we are
1: literally sitting potentially four weeks. I'm talking about Joe Flacco with another Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Potentially he...
1: against his old team. Or sorry, I'm, I'm is... sorry, potentially against um the team that he went up against in the Super Bowl. Sorry. Um the the night the lights out. This is a stunning development. 10 wins, potentially 11. If they're going in the week 18, 11 and 5.
0: Mike, he was sitting at home. Nobody called him. The Jets told him, nah, we got better. We went out and got Trevor Simeon. He's better than you. Go home. We got this young kid, right? Nah. Joe, go home, right? You've only won a Super Bowl, but we got this kid we drafted with the second play, second pick in the draft. The second pick in the draft, Joe. Go home, Joe. You can't play anymore. But now I'm looking at this and I'm saying, Joe Flacco, what did he do last week? Jets fans, would you love a little bit of Joe right now? Trevor <laughs> Simeon.
1: Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos, albeit didn't play a snap in that game or the season. But a Super Bowl champion.
0: You know what? He played as many snaps in that game as you and I did.
1: (laughs) Jesus
0: Christ. On that note, Jeffrey, um,
1: appreciate uh, taking the time, especially when you've been working the last three nights. I know you're busy in London at the minute as well. I I hope we have a bit of crack, a bit of relaxation this week. We will depending on our significant numbers i'm joking be back for week 17 twister stick i don't know we'll, we'll we'll make picks we'll be back we are audio only this week just to cover up my christmas festivities and uh jeff i'll chat to you soon man. thank you so much aloha merry christmas merry happy new year